0: Good morning. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Often, what a person says or asks is not what they mean. Now, one way to tell is, let's say a person asks you a question and you answer the question, but they're not satisfied. It could, of course, be that your answer is not a good answer. Or it could be that your answer is not relevant to the question that they asked. But it could be that what they were really asking was different than the words they used. So your answer might've been appropriate to their words, but you didn't answer their true underlying question. And for that reason, It's important to address what is said plus what lies beneath what is said, what was meant. Now, a good example of this is complaints. There are many situations in our lives where we hear complaints. In shul, visiting someone at the hospital, at home. Maybe you do not have this experience. Maybe it's only me. Uh, But um, I hear lots of complaints. And it is an art to hearing and to responding effectively to complaints. It's not at all intuitive. It's an art and a skill. And it's a very useful skill to have. I want to point out, even though I'm going to assert that I understand what that skill is, I do not claim that I always exercise it as I should. So it's something that I uh, strive for, but I don't always reach. For example, the kinds of things that I sometimes hear, why was my name misspelled in the shul bulletin? Or why was my name missing? Sometimes visiting someone in the hospital. I never see a doctor here. No one comes when I push the call button. I'm in pain. Now, of course, these present issues, and the issues that are verbalized need to be addressed, of course. But even after your effort to address what is verbalized, I might say, well, I'm sorry we misspelled your name, but that's the way that you wrote it when you sent it to us. It doesn't help because it doesn't address the deeper question. And the deeper question usually is some variation of, am I just a number to you? Or am I actually important to you? Do you take notice of me as an individual? Do you see me? Do I matter to you? Do you see that I am afraid? Does it matter to you that I am lonely? So the response in order to be helpful cannot be limited to the overt verbalized issue it must also provide reassurance about the issue that is below the surface. Rabbi David Stav explains that we have this same question for God. And it is particularly acute on Shavuos coming up this Sunday and Monday. The essence of Shavuos, of course, is God's revelation to the entire Jewish people at Mount Sinai. The entire Jewish people heard God speak the Aseres Adibros, the Ten Commandments. The essence of Shavuos is the moment of the greatest closeness and intimacy with God. It is, in Midrashic terms, the moment of our marriage. And every year we have the opportunity not just to review it and remember it, but to recreate it, to refresh it, to explore it, and hopefully to deepen it. And on Shavuos, we have this question that we pose to God. Am I... Michael Whitman, am I just a number to you, God? Am I just one of this large group of Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people in capital letters? Or God, do you and I have some specific, unique, individual relationship, you and I? Do you, God, ever think of me, Michael Whitman, as much as I think of you? And the same question is asked of by every single one of us. And from the beginning of our Torah portion this Shabbos, the Parsha B'Amidbar, which is almost always read on the Shabbos before Shavuos as it is this year. And it therefore acts as an introduction to Shavuos? From our Torah portion this Shabbos, it would appear the answer is no. Our Parsha begins with a census of the Jewish people, and that number comes to a little bit over 600,000 men between the ages of 20 and 60. So I, and every individual, I am a faceless, nameless, single digit in that large number. Now, I add to that final number by one, without me, it would be one less, which is significant. But there is nothing unique in what I add to that final number. There is no me there. There's just another one. But Rashi sees it differently. Rashi points out that God counts the Jewish people three times within the span of 13 months. The whole book of Ba'midbar. The fourth book of the Torah is known to us as Sefer Pikudim, the book of numbers, meaning the book of countings because of the multiple censuses of the Jewish people that are taken within this book. Clearly, God is not counting to know the number because the number hardly changes. Rashi explains why God counts the Jewish people. Mona osam Kolsha. Because of God's great love for every single one of us, that's why He counts us over and over and over. The counting is specifically to emphasize. The unique bond God has with me, Michael Whitman, and with you, and with you, and with you, with every single individual. And we see this within the text of the Torah at the very beginning of our portion. Because there are several Hebrew words that can be used for counting. Lispar limnos but here god commands es rosh which literally means lift up each individual consider admire cherish each individual that's what i want you to count moshe says to god god says to moshe And that means that you are lifted and cherished by God and you are lifted and cherished by God and I am lifted and cherished by God as an individual, uniquely. So the answer to our question is yes, yes. God does have a unique, personal, individualized relationship with every single one of us. That means God considers me as an individual, Michael Whitman, as he considers you as an individual. That is true. And, speaking personally, I feel it. Sometimes when I pray, sometimes based on what happens to me, either positive or negative. Sometimes I think, I think God is pleased with something I did or said. Sometimes I feel God considers me, Michael Whitman, and he feels I have somebody special. And other times I think God Why are you picking on me? What have I done to disappoint you? Why are you upset with me? So God and I have this complicated relationship, but it's real and it's personal and it's deep and it is true For every single one of us. The encounter on Shavuos at Sinai. Is not just between God and the Jewish people in the aggregate. It's also the encounter between God and you. Between God and you. Between God and me. Henry Nguyen wrote, Many voices ask for our attention. There's a voice that says, Prove that you are a good person. Another voice says, You'd better be ashamed of yourself. There's also a voice that says, Nobody really cares about you. And one that says, Be sure to become successful, popular, and powerful. But underneath all these often very noisy voices is a still, small voice that says, you are my beloved, my favor rests on you. That's the voice we need most of all to hear. To hear that voice, however, requires special effort It requires solitude, silence, and a strong determination to listen. And that is what is conveyed to us in the significance of God counting us repeatedly, holding us up to admire our beauty and uniqueness. And that is why we read this Torah portion, this Shabbos, to prepare for Shavuos starting on Sunday. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.